When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Tuesday. Just finished watching Biden's address to the country. Going to break all of that down for you. We just had former President Trump, 45 himself, on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Going to talk a little bit about that. Oklahoma is hosting Tulane in the wake of the hurricane. Uh, Good news from Oklahoma. I'll talk about that. Uh, Afghanistan, we have left way too many people behind. Australia has ended its COVID-0 policy. And Mike Richards, who was the host of Jeopardy for one week, has now been fired as the executive producer of Jeopardy. And we got a big story in the NFL. How about the situation we have a brand new quarterback in New England? Cam Newton is out. And Mac Jones is in. We will talk about all that here in a moment. But I want to start by telling you to go right now to fanduel.com slash clay. You can bet $5 on Georgia or Clemson to win on Saturday. And I want to remind you the OutKick bus tour is going to be in Charlotte on Saturday for the biggest game opening weekend of college football. We'll also be in two days in Knoxville for a big outkick start of the season party. That is going to be taking place on Thursday. But in the meantime, $5 bet. If you go to fanduel.com slash clay, pick the side, Georgia or Clemson, and you can win $150. You and a buddy can bet $5 on each side and you're guaranteed to win $150 bet because you could both take Georgia and Clemson, girlfriend, mom, best friend, roommate, whoever it might be, guaranteed win. You can take both sides of that equation. New users, fanduel.com slash Clay. All right, let's talk about what we just saw. Uh, Joe Biden with a emotional plea to the country surrounding Afghanistan now that all American troops are out of that country for the first time in nearly 20 years. Here's what stood out to me about this address. First of all, Biden labeled it an extraordinarily successful mission. That is a lie. This was not an extraordinarily successful mission. This was the biggest American foreign policy failure of my life. I'm 42. This was Saigon 1975 on steroids. Also, he said it was a complete success but he also said that Donald Trump was to blame for the previous agreement. So how can this be an extraordinary, extraordinarily successful mission and a complete success yet simultaneously you are trying to blame Donald Trump for the failure? Either the mission was a success or it was not. You can't blame Trump and then try and claim success. The reality is here Joe Biden failed and he failed immensely and ultimately this is a scoreboard type scenario. Biden himself said 90% of American citizens who wanted to leave were taken out of the country. 
That means we left behind 10% of the American citizens in Afghanistan, people who desperately wanted to leave that country and were not able to do so. It's after Joe Biden claimed in his interview with George Stephanopoulos on ABC News, he guaranteed, he promised to the American people that we would leave no American citizens behind. He also said uh, that through his spokesperson Jen Psaki, no one would be stranded in Afghanistan. Remember, she took issue with Peter Ducey of Fox News saying that there were people who were stranded. She disputed the use of that word. Well, the Pentagon themselves said that it was commonplace to leave people stranded. All of this is an unmitigated disaster for Joe Biden. I think the big question going forward is this, and it's a fascinating one from a political perspective. How much of American foreign policy failure in Afghanistan is going to directly connect to the failed domestic agenda here in this country? The border is a sieve. Anybody can come across who wants to come across. We have all-time highs in the 21st century in the murder rate across this country. Our cities are killing fields. We have the highest inflation of most of our lives. The Bernie budget is going to cost over $5 trillion and they are trying to ram that through everything that Joe Biden has touched including COVID where we are rapidly setting highs over 100,000 people are currently hospitalized he hasn't gotten us back to normal. Remember, Joe Biden said three things were the essence of his campaign in 2020. He said he was going to return America to normalcy. Does this country feel normal to you? It does not. Does he, he said that he was going to defeat COVID. Do you feel like COVID has been defeated? I do not. And he also said that he was going to bring an adult demeanor back to the White House and replace Donald Trump's mean tweets. I don't know about you guys but I would feel a lot better if there were a few mean tweets out there if it meant that our troops were going to be safe and if it meant that our exit from Afghanistan was not going to be an unmitigated disaster. Trump would not have allowed what happened in Afghanistan to occur and the failure of Biden as it pertains to the situation in Afghanistan is a black eye on the American population, on our foreign policy and we got to get past this idea that we're going to send mean letters to the Taliban or that we're going to somehow treat the Taliban as if they are something other than a terrorist organization. There are now hundreds of American citizens left behind in Afghanistan. We have to worry about ISIS-K. We have to worry about the Taliban themselves. We have to worry about Al-Qaeda flooding back into Afghanistan now that they have potentially free reign to plot and try and produce another 9-11 related incident. All of this falls at the feet of Joe Biden. It is an unprecedented foreign policy failure which directly connects to his inability to have domestic success in this country. It is worse, I think, than even the worst critics of Joe Biden could have believed was possible when he took office eight months ago. Flip side, uh, we had President Donald Trump on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show just about an hour ago And a couple different things that were significant. Trump said, hey, if I were in charge, this situation in Afghanistan never would have occurred. He said he is inching very close to going ahead and officially announcing that he is going to run in 2024. He'd been planning to wait until after the midterms in 2022. But the disaster that has befallen this country under Joe Biden's leadership has become so significant that Trump himself is considering announcing that he is going to run in 2024. I don't think there's any way that 82-year-old Joe Biden is going to run. Would it be Trump against Kamala? 
Would somebody step up and try to challenge Trump? It would be an intriguing 2024. Get your popcorn even before we get to the midterms. Uh, Trump also said that Buck Sexton and I are invited down to Mar-a-Lago to do his uh, to do the radio show from Mar-a-Lago. That would be amazing. We're going to do it. We're going to get it scheduled. We're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to let 45 himself, President Trump, take your calls on our radio show and we'll do the entire show and spend all three hours with the President on air with us if that was how he would desire to spend his time. I can't wait for that. All right, that is all going on right now in the American political arena. What's going on in the world of sports? Major breaking news this morning uh, as many of you were going about your day Bill Belichick, gangster style, came out and announced not only was Mac Jones going to be his starting quarterback but he was going to release Cam Newton and Cam has now been usurped missed five days because of a stupid NFL COVID policy and Mac Jones, young Alabama quarterback remember the question was was he going to beat out Bryce Petty or not last year nearly won the Heisman Trophy led the Alabama Crimson Tide to an undefeated season national championship ended up being drafted 15th overall and now may well be the heir apparent officially to Tom Brady Bill Belichick has made his choice Mac Jones is the guy in New England how did this go down? I think it went down this way I think that Belichick didn't want Mac Jones looking over his shoulder worried about whether or not Cam Newton was going to replace him he wanted to go ahead and rip the band-aid off this is Mac Jones' team I also think Belichick had enough respect for Cam Newton based on how well Cam Newton played last year that he didn't want to make him stand on the sideline and hold a clipboard when there might be other teams out there that are interested in bringing Cam Newton in as a starting quarterback big picture question we know that Mac Jones is the guy going forward for the New England Patriots this is what many of us feared when Mac Jones fell all the way down to New England he was the most ready to play what is his ceiling going to be? it's a great question but on the Cam Newton side is his career over? Cam has never struck me as the kind of guy who wants to hang on to the NFL by his fingertips he's continued to decline as a playmaker ever since he won his national championship uh, sorry, his MVP and went to the Super Bowl I love Cam national champion Heisman Trophy winner NFL MVP played in a Super Bowl there are very few players who have more of a pronounced record of success at the quarterback position college and pro than Cam Newton but I think you have to ask the question after how Cam played this year and now being beaten out by a rookie is Cam Newton's time as a starting quarterback in the NFL officially done? I feel like it very well may be Cam may be set to ride off into the sunset that is the number one story in the world of sports right now I want to give you a positive story uh, Oklahoma was set to play Tulane down in New Orleans uh, instead because of the hurricane Tulane has had to relocate and by the way the New uh, Orleans Saints are going to have to relocate for a while and play elsewhere potentially for the month of September as well Oklahoma is now going to host the game against Tulane and they are doing something I got to give Oklahoma boomer sooner indeed a lot of credit here Oklahoma is making the decision to treat this even though they are playing in Oklahoma as a Tulane home game and they are going to allow the Tulane Athletic Department all of the revenue from this home game to help them in the wake of the hurricane causing all of these troubles 
sometimes sports gets it right. Props to Oklahoma as I said Boomer Sooner indeed for getting it 100% right as it pertains to that situation. Now as we get ready to talk about all the chaos that's going on I want to tell you about something that is absolutely fantastic that is the X chair. I work all day long. You guys know that. Need a lot of energy. Need a comfortable place to sit. Did the anonymous mailbag. uh, Did the radio show. About to do uh, television doing this show right now. We're also working on a new documentary surrounding college football and why it's so popular in the South. I got a film crew out at my house right now. Where I sit matters because it helps to make sure that I have the energy I need to power through all my days and that's why I'm proud to be sitting right now you can see it in the X chair and they have a brand new LMAX temperature regulation takes your seating comfort to a whole new level it allows you to experience cooling heat and massage in your lower back make the choice a little bit warm how about you get cooled off a little bit cold use LMAX to make you a little bit warmer need a massage in the lower back you can do all that as well you will get hooked up you can turn on the LMAX massage therapy and relax now your comfort's guaranteed and you won't believe the difference until you actually feel it you can regulate your body temperature get massage therapy all while you're working how do you sign up? you go to xchairclay.com xchair on sale now for $100 off all you have to do is go to xchairclay.com that's the letter X chair clay C-L-A-Y dot com or call 1-844-4-X-CHAIR X-CHAIR 30-day guarantee of complete comfort and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairclay.com now and use the code XWHEELS for free X-Wheel blade casters. You'll be glad that you did it. Go to xchairclay.com right now get hooked up with this fabulous chair that I am sitting in as well. Uh, Positive. You paid attention to what's going on in Australia? If you think American COVID policy is insane Australia tried to adopt a zero COVID policy. That means that they were not going to allow anyone into their country. The moment that anybody tested positive they were going to do shutdown after shutdown after shutdown. Guess what's happened? It's totally failed. Australia's zero COVID policy has failed and they are now acknowledging that there's no way to make it successful. What are they going to do? I think countries like New Zealand and I think countries like Australia are going to have to acknowledge what all of us have had to acknowledge COVID's here to stay. And I'm going to keep banging this drum because there's hardly anybody else in the media that will say it. I haven't been vaccinated for COVID. Right? Why have I not been vaccinated for COVID? Because I already had it. I had COVID. I have COVID antibodies right now. An Israeli study showed recently that having natural immunity from having COVID is up to 27 times as protective as the COVID vaccine. Now listen 75% of people 18 and up have gotten at least one of the shots for COVID. I told my own parents who are over 75 years old that they need to make the decision to go get the COVID vaccine. It made a lot of sense for them. But data matters. Facts matter. This is from a current uh, study that is being published by two Stanford professors. Do you know what the survival rate is for COVID if you are under the age of 20 and you get it? 99.9973%. Kids under the age of 20 more likely to die in car accidents more likely to be murdered more likely to commit suicide 
and young kids are far more likely to die of the seasonal flu than they are from COVID. 20 to 29 year olds 99.986% survival rate. This is according to doctors Ioannidis and Axfors at Stanford. 30 to 39 years old 99.969% survival rate if you get COVID. 40 to 49 99.918% 50 to 59 99.73% if you are under 70 if you are between the ages of 60 and 69 and you get COVID you have a 99.41% survival rate. All of these facts matter in a big way. Okay? COVID is not going away. What Australia is acknowledging is COVID zero is not a reality. This is not going to be smallpox. We're not going to get a vaccine and it's going to disappear forever. We are going to have to live with COVID an endemic disease forever. Probably for the rest of our lives just like we live with the flu. It's way past time to get back to normal. It's way past time to go back to whatever you have done in your normal life. It's why I'm excited to be on the road this fall for September, October, November and into December going to the biggest college football games every single week. We're going to have an outkick bus out rolling around like I said starting in Knoxville on Thursday and then in Charlotte on Saturday. Next week by the way we are in Fayetteville, Arkansas for the 20th anniversary of 9-11 for the Texas-Arkansas game. Week after that we'll be down in Gainesville, Florida September 18th for the Alabama Crimson Tide on the road against the Florida Gators. More games to come. I'll be talking about this tour and more on Fox & Friends tomorrow morning 8.50 a.m. Eastern. I can't wait. We're going to have a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing and meeting many of you out there. We're going to tailgate like it's a normal season after the abnormal 2020 season. I want everybody out having a great time hanging out at tailgates drinking beers celebrating the return of college football normalcy to this country. That's certainly the drive that OutKick is leading. Finally, cancel culture. I believe the two twin pillars that are making this country as angry and divisive and, uh, and, and, and honestly un-American uh, as possible are these. Cancel culture and identity politics. They are twin cousins, right? They are kissing cousins. Uh, the twin pillars of failure and I know a little bit about kissing cousins. I've lived in the South my whole life. So here's the deal. Uh, I got to tell you as you break all this down we got to stop going back through every tweet that's ever been sent through every joke that's ever been made and holding people accountable that is what cancel culture leads to and look I don't know how good of a host Mike Richards would have done for Jeopardy the way that whole search went down feels arbitrary to me it feels unfair I think there are probably people who could host Jeopardy better than Mike Richards heck I think your boy could stand in front of the cameras and do Jeopardy just fine I can read off a cue card I know what the answers are likely to be especially if you tell them to be in advance Mike Richards fired as the host of Jeopardy after a week he now has been fired as well as the executive producer of Jeopardy Uh, he has lost both of his jobs because people went back and listened to a podcast that he hosted like eight years ago and decided that some of the jokes that he made on that podcast were inappropriate. Look, this is not what America should be. Democrat, Republican, Independent the idea that you should lose your job over a Facebook post or a Twitter post or God forbid over old jokes made on a podcast years and years ago is to me 
fundamentally the antithesis of everything that America should represent. I am in favor of the First Amendment. I am in favor of robust discussion. If you disagree with me you can fire back as many people do. Go check my Twitter feed all day long every day. That's your right and I love being in the fight every day. But here's the deal. There's a big difference between disagreeing with someone and cancel culture. For those of you who haven't spent a lot of time thinking about this let me succinctly sum it up. The difference between disagreeing with someone and cancel culture is you can say I disagree with everything that you are arguing and make an argument on the contrary. Cancel culture takes it a step further. It says I disagree with you and you don't deserve to still have the job that you have. That's a big step beyond disagreement. And I think black, white, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, male, female all of us who are reasonable and have functional brains and support diversity of thought all of us should be standing up and fighting back against cancel culture no matter what our political leanings might be. I'm going to go against cancel culture and identity politics I feel like with every fiber of my being maybe for the rest of my life I'm fighting that battle every single day and I'm ready to have it. I can't wait to hang out with a bunch of you in Knoxville and also in Charlotte. I'm so excited that college football is back. Pick a winner between Georgia and Clemson. FanDuel.com slash Clay. A $5 bet turns into $150. Can't wait to meet up with a bunch of you. I will be live on Fox Bet Live in about 40 minutes 5 o'clock Eastern 4 o'clock Central 3 o'clock Mountain 2 o'clock Pacific on FS1. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I am Clay Travis and this has been Outkick the Show.